What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple R Podcast. This is a very interesting episode that we have in store for y'all. We're missing our... Not just our, but everyone's brother, Chris Lee. He's not here this week. You know, he had some uh, issues to attend to, so it's just me and Warren. So, without further ado, let me introduce Warren. Warren, how you doing this evening? I am uh, I'm doing well today, Pilch. Um, interested to see where this is going to go. This might go uh, a little off the rails. So, yeah, normally we have our pretty uh, constructed pre-show. We talk about a pay-per-view, pre-show, talk about a pay-per-view, so on and so forth. This week, life happened. And uh, we didn't watch pay-per-view. We don't have Chris. And uh, it's just me and Warren talking about what we want to talk about. So uh, we wanted to make sure and uh, (laughs) we wanted to make sure and stick with the schedule. We'll get an episode out uh, to you every Wednesday and every Sunday. So we're just going to figure it out while we're here. And uh, Pilch is going to drive this home. I can't stress enough that we have no outline. <laughs> no, talked, no, no outline. We have talked no. about nothing. <laughs> Up until There's two minutes no ago, game. we weren't even sure we were going to do this. It just, you know, this is, kinda this is true. Our this is true. There's no nets to fall back on. It's going to be off the dome, as they say. I have half a beer. I'm probably going to leave, you know, five minutes in the podcast, grab another beer. So, you know, here we are. <laughs> but uh, but what's on your mind here, Pilch, as we uh, get a get our escape here from life uh, on this lovely Sunday? Man, I have a lot of stuff on my mind. I was thinking the other day, so you're... What would you consider yourself? Are you like a big AW fan? You're like semi AW fan. I, I know you watch pay per views, but I mean you keep up with what's going on for the most part, right? So so I I consider myself a huge wrestling fan. Sure. And I'm willing to cons- consume just about anything as far as wrestling goes. Um so I, I keep tabs on as much as I can, which mostly ends up being WWE, including NXT, AW, New Japan, and uh and Impact. Um Impact right. is, is definitely last on the list. Um and actually what I really need to start doing. NWA got back into into the mix on YouTube with um they don't have power anymore. It's a different show. But yeah, uh, I, I watched their last show. I forgot what it was named, but it was something wild. Um yeah, so NWA Smashing Pumpkins Thursday night. <laughs> something like was that. Not, was not Smashing Pumpkins. It was not even on Thursday night. I want to say it was on Tuesday night. Um, but, uh, I, I got back into it because I wanted to see, I'm a, I'm a pretty decent Mike Bennett fan. 
mm-hmm. and he fought the NWA champion Nick Aldis for the strap um in a very good match uh but Nick Aldis ended up taking the taking the victory there um but I always want I want to get back into their stuff because I really enjoyed NWA Power when it was out um and, you know with the pandemic it shut shut stuff down and whatnot but uh but I try to consume as much as I can and uh and keep tabs and everything um so as far as my long-winded version to answer your question I'd say average fan of aew mm. so a long-winded way to go about this is I watched all right well actually let's rewind a little bit further so we had the aew winners coming uh dynamite episode right where kenny omega mm-hmm. beat john john moxley to win the mm-hmm. aw championship and the big teaser was we're gonna learn more about what's going on between him and don Callis on impact tuesday night yes that is correct so i watched impact and we learned nothing first and <laughs> foremost <laughs> And I also watched two hours of Impact, which it, I guess this is my first like main topic that I want to talk to you about. And, okay. you know, to preface before anyone listens, we have not talked about this at all. This is strictly no. from the cuff is. There is a cons- there's an opinion that the AEW women's roster is not up to snuff with a lot of the other women's rosters in professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. And my thought is it's not the roster. It's the way they're booked because we have, we have, we have Tony Khan who is a, I think he's done a great job for the most part, but I do think that the AW women's roster has not been booked well. And then a lot of people think that, impact where they call them the knockouts is that correct knockout division yep right that they have one of the better women's rosters in all of wrestling and i watched a uh tag team match i believe uh diana peraza was in it um rosemary was in it taya valkyrie was in it and Probably Alice and Yar, probably uh, Kimberly. I forget the other person, and that makes me feel really Was the other person on Deanna Perrazzo's team? Yes. Then it was Kimberly. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So we had those four wrestle each other, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Deanna Perrazzo is a great worker. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's no denying that. And she has a, you know, certain genese qua, if you will, in the ring where, you know, you want to watch what she's doing. Mm -hmm. But I think there is just as many talented women in AEW. I just don't think they're booked correctly. Okay. Okay. And I, I will go through the amount of women that like I would like to see on uh, 
Dynamite more often. I am a huge Tay Conti fan, as you know. As am I. I like Anna J. I think Anna J is mm-hmm. great. I think mm-hmm. they. I, I mean, I'm hoping they're doing kind of like a slow burn with her. I guess you know. I I actually like the Dark Order in general. I think the Dark Order is just hilarious. I and I've I've liked the Dark Order from from Jump Street as well. Um, I would like I like Sheeta. I think Akaro Sheeta is great. Mm-hmm. I think. I like Allie. I have no issues with Allie. I think Allie's awesome. I I don't understand why they don't put her in the ring more often. Honestly, every time she's in the ring, she delivers. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Allie had a good long run in uh in Impact as well. Yeah, exactly. I you know, and uh, maybe it's the fact that she's married to the Butcher or no, not the Butcher, the Blade, right? Uh, I think it's the blade. Blade, yeah. Maybe that's her her downfall. Um, I you know those are just a few examples. I can think of probably five to ten women in AEW that I think are just as good as any of the knockouts in Impact. Okay. So my um, issue is, and I pose this question to you: is why or maybe not why but what's the issue with AEW not booking their women correctly so, so i can't i can't answer what the issue is mm. i agree that there is some kind of disconnect with how the women are presented on television. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that they don't have other avenues to book them. It's not that they have just just dynamite. They also have AEW Dark. I love AEW Dark. Yeah. We're able to showcase a lot more talent than than just the two hours on dynamite. I also forgot Britt Baker, who I'm a giant you, fan of. As you, you know. didn't forget. Don't you worry. You didn't forget her. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Honestly, they do have a number of very talented females. Um, most that you named one that you forgot to name. Who's uh, uh, I'm a big fan of is Chris Statlander. Well, I mean, she's um, been hurt for so long. I mean, this I- is true. This is true. I like Chris Statlander as well, but you know she's been out of the picture for forever at this point. This is this is very true, and um, as the old uh, New York Jets head coach Herm Edwards would say, sometimes your best ability is availability, and if you're not available, then you're not able to contribute. Point blank. Period. Um, I just think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of solid talent that's already established. I think there's a lot of talent that may not be as well known in front of a national audience. Um, 
as others. Like I know a lot of people know. I think I think people know who Allie is. I think people know who Britt Baker is. And Evil she's been around for a bit. I don't know if people are going to know who Jade Jade Cargill is, or if they're going to know who Anna Jay is. Right. Um. You know, they do oh, have some names not. that aren't that aren't necessarily household names, at least in the eyes of people that are watching here in the United States. And we also haven't talked yeah. about like Penelope Ford. We haven't talked about Big Swole. And I'm I mean, a, I'm a big fan of Big I'm a big fan of Big Swole. I don't know about Penelope Ford. I don't know how much of a wrestler Penelope Ford is. I'm I was for certain that she was more of the the valet type than the wrestler type. Well, uh, um, okay. So w- what about like uh Shauna? Shana? Shauna? Shauna? I think it's Shana. Shana? Um I haven't seen enough of Shana to actually form an opinion. I like Shana a lot. She's actually really good. But we, you know, we also have Leva Bates. Leva know, Bates is solid in the ring. I just don't know if 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 she translates to making noise or I don't know if she will be somebody that pops off the screen. Uh, we also haven't talked about Brandy. Listen, um, Brandy Rhodes. I love Brandy. So choose your words. I do. Carefully. No, I do. No, listen, listen, I do. I do enjoy Brandy Rhodes. She's. She's not a a classically trained wrestler. But that's not to say that she her being on camera or whatever or her getting to ring is she's not like a liability or anything, but she's no. not she, she's not a classically trained wrestler. She's okay. does what she can and she does fine with it. Right. But her ability in the ring it's not high enough to kind of carry her to believability, I guess you could say. Sure. Like, I don't think she, I don't think she's going to be able to, she's not going to be able to hold a, a, a candle to somebody like a, a Chris Statlander or Serena Deeb or uh Hirakuda Shida, who's the champ right now. Right. Or, Apparently, Britt Breaker has two championships that are not from the United States, uh, at least according to this, the information that I'm looking at. Um, right, but we still we still lot. haven't talked about we haven't talked about Abaddon yet. True, and that's and she's she's a bit of a mystery to me, and it's probably their intention. Uh, right. So I, I I think that's my question is. We we've gone through this this roster on AEW, and I, I think they've done a great job of building this roster. I think w- the question is, is like, why isn't it? I I don't why isn't I don't know. You, you know, really like there, there are so many good names there. Like, it, it, say what you want about Britt Baker, 
right? But her mic skills are fan, like just awesome. I'll give her that. I will give her that. And I think Big Swole's great on the mic. I think, you know, I, I think Penelope Ford's good on the mic. I think Serena Deeb's mm-hmm. okay on the mic. I I mm-hmm. love the look of Tay Conti. I love the look of Anna Jay. Like, I love the look of Allie. Mm-hmm. I think they have, they have everything they need to build a great roster, and I really hope they do it. So is is the issue if they have the pieces and they have the talent in the locker room, right? And they're being, I don't know, molded by Kenny Omega. I know Awesome Kong is on here as uh, I mean, she's on the roster. Yeah, she's on the roster, so she's she's involved in some way, shape, or form. Right. We haven't talked about Nyla Rose at all. We we did it, and she we haven't we haven't talked about the first champion. We haven't talked about Riho either, right? Well, I I'm mean, not even a big, huge. I'm not even a big huge Riho fan, but she was the first champ, and she's extremely capable in the ring. Well, and then we had Thunder Rosa come in. We had Alice K come in. I mean, like it's not for a lack of star power slash. I mean, you could you could say that Alice K and Thunder Rosa could be one A one B of any promotion in wrestling. Really, I uh, yeah, no, I like both of them. I like both of them. So you know, I it's I I think, and I love Tony Khan, and I love AEW. You know this, but yeah, yeah. I think this speaks to their lack of experience. And I hope that this is something that they're trying to fix is they need to build this division because they have so it it's WWE in a nutshell all over again. It's, they have so much talent on their hands that I just hope they don't squander it and it goes elsewhere. I think the question isn't so much what, what are they what what's the issue with the talent? It's not the talent. They they clearly have talent. Right. Are they giving them enough time on dynamite, on dark, no, on pay-per-views to for them to show what they can do? In my opinion, it's no. It's absolutely not. So then, so then there's the problem because you want to get you want to get x amount of 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 women on the on the show on every show but you have to give them the chance to show what they can do whether it's promo work whether it's in a match and if right. it's in a match you got to give them the time to actually tell their story in the ring and put on a good match and not giving them 5 minutes is probably not ideal and not enough time for them to to do what they would need to do. This is the issue that they had with WWE before they the whole give divas a chance movement started. Right. Where they had all this talent in their hands, the Bellas, Paige, AJ Lee, uh Caitlin was around, um 
And then the the NXT girls were coming up, the Sasha Banks, the Beckys, the mm-hmm. Baileys, the Charlottes, um, the uh Alexa Blisses. Uh so I I'm glad I'm actually glad you brought that up because if it was if it was up to me, if I was booking AEW, I would put the belt on Britt Baker. Okay. Very similar to the reason why they put the belt on Alexa Bliss. Because I don't think Alexa Bliss is the best worker in the ring. I don't. I love Alexa Bliss. I think she's she has done so much for women's wrestling. But I think what Alexa Bliss has go, had going for her and what Britt Baker has going for her is they're excellent mouthpieces on the mic. Yes. It's something that, like, when that person takes hold of the microphone and they cut a promo, it's it's TV that you want to watch. It's, you know, not to the point of a rock or anyone like that, but. But it's it's something because. Right. I mean, Bliss for the longest time had her moment of Bliss little show. That means that they trust you on a mic enough to hold a a segment each and every week. Right. involving yourself and other people. And if they're I, giving you that segment, like a, a highlight reel with Jericho, Edge had his own segment for a bit. Uh, right. Christian even had his own segment for a bit. Miz still has his own segment. They trust you enough on the mic to to le- have you lead that thing for 10 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. and, and get what you need to say out and have your uh, whoever else is in the ring with you get what they need to, to say out and whatnot. And if they're trusting you to do that, if they have you on there every single way, they trust you with the utmost of, of trust. That that That's the direction I would go. You know, I'm, again, I'm not a professional booker. I'm not Tony Khan. But if if it was up to me, I, I would put, I would have put the strap on Britt Baker six months ago. And I know she's not she's not as polished in the ring as Karoshita. I, I I understand that. I get it. Mm-hmm. But she is someone that could draw fans just by her promo work. You know, and that maybe that's what we're missing here is that we have a champion that can't do that. You know, I don't, I'm not saying she does bad on the mic. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, she's okay, serviceable. I mean, she's doing the best she can. But you know, I I I look up and down this roster, and I see I, I see a few women I would like to see with a strap. I would like to see Anna Jay with it. I'd like to see Britt Baker with it. I'd be happy with. Take Conti with it. Other than that, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I think we have a lot of like mid card players, but I don't think that's a bad thing, though. No, because then you have to mold. If you have a lot of mid card and you have a very light upper card, and it, your upper card shouldn't be deep, it should be the best of the best, right? If you I, have people that are in that mid card section. Then you have to figure out who in that mid card section is the next person. He, and then you have to build them up. 
and and get them to that level to where they can join whoever your right. champion number right. one or your number two. Exactly. I here's something I think they missed the boat with, honestly. Is AEW did a fantastic job of squashing Cody by Brody Lee, right? Mm-hmm. They had that TNT championship match where Brody just beat the crap out of Cody and won. And I have no issues with Cody coming back, you know, four weeks later and winning his belt back. But the issue I have is, is they had Anna Jay come out and choke out Brandy. And look. Almost unbeatable. And then they did nothing with it. Nothing. I like mm-hmm. Anna Jay. I, I actually like what Anna Jay does in the ring. I think she's great. I, if you would have, if we would have had a full gear match between Anna Jay and Sheeta, and even if we had like a John Silver interference or something ridiculous, and Anna Jay got the belt, I would have been over the moon. Because not only does that give you a heel champion, it also gives you Sheeta, who has something to like climb up to and like get back to. You know what I mean? You have and, it has something for her to chase, right? It it gives you a story arc like that. I you know now, now that we've been talking about this, there's no there's no story. I and I think that that's part of the problem as well. And if there's okay, this is going to go back to the the early stages of AEW, mm-hmm. and it's something that. I questioned initially because the thought process in AEW from the jump is that they were going to have rankings based on the people's records. And I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. Uh, New Japan runs their stuff like it's an actual sport. And this rankings thing kind of makes it seem like it's more of a sport than sports entertainment. And I'm totally fine with that. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have rankings, then you have to follow the rankings. So you don't necessarily need to have a story for your champion because you'll just go by whoever's next on the list. So I just pulled up the rankings. Obviously, Hirakuda uh, Sheet is a champ. She's 21 and 1. 27 mm. and 7 overall. Right. And the next person up, the number one contender right now is Big Swole. She's at 14 and 4. So then there's there's the title match that's coming up for whether you want to do it on Dynamite, whether you want to do it on the next pay-per-view. That's the title match. Right. Figure out what you could figure out what the story is inside of that later, but there's the match. Then the next thing, if you want to put a story behind it. Figure out who's going to be the next number one contender between Nyla Rose, who's in third. I don't know who's in second. Serena Deeb, who's in third. Penelope Ford, who's in fourth. Abaddon, who's in fifth. Um, Have them fight it out in some way, shape, or form to figure out who the number one contender is going to be. So there, there's two matches that you can have on your show. Again, whether it's Dynamite or whether it's a pay-per-view. And that involves 
six different wrestlers, and you're getting a clear, here's who's going to be the champion at the end of the night, and between those four go- girls, you'll know who's the next in line. Right. So the rankings get a lot of flack, right? Mm-hmm. And I will say there, there's been a few instances where I think they've done a really good job of sk- skating around the rankings. And first and foremost has to be the John Moxley, Eddie Kingston rivalry, right? Where you you get a champion that wants some wants to beat the tar out of someone so bad that they don't care what the rankings are and they're just gonna bring them into a match. Which I which I understand, like, you know, why have rankings at all, blah blah blah. But They could do this with the women's division if they booked it correctly. They just don't. True. I don't think they're booking it bad. I just don't think they book it at all. And that's the problem. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. I get that. Um, I want to look at the Impact Wrestling roster for women since we dissected sure. uh, the AEW roster. Okay. So I have it right here. Your your knockout champion is Deanna Perrazzo. We both like Deanna Perrazzo. She's for sure. a fantastic champion. Terrible shake and in WWE. They're idiots for letting her walk. Um, there's a, there's a few other names on here that the WWE should not have let go of. Mm-hmm. Um, that should still be under their umbrella. But she's probably she's probably number one on this list. Actually, no, she's probably number two on this list. Because number one on this list would be uh, Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. Oh, God, why am I forgetting her name in WWE? I know it, but I'm going to let you get to it. You're going to let me stew on it? Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. You're going to have to hit me with it. I can't think of it at Uh, all. You got to get there, man. Popping the bubbles, doing the dance, and then she's doing the bad guy stuff. Or, or bad, you're, you're gonna be so mad when you hear it. It's it's such a simple name. It's Emma. There you go. You're there. Oh, um, she's one of the ones that I wish they never ever let go of. Um, that's what's great. Yes. Um. But her, so she's over here. Taya Valkyrie's over here. Um, Kimberly uh, is over here. The former, um, dude, I, I am not a Kimberly fan. I, I understand why people I, are. I am. I, I am. And I was, uh, and, and I get it. I just, I, it, it's not my thing. She didn't have much of a, quote-unquote gimmick in the WWE or in NXT, I should say. Hmm. Um, she had decent showings in the May Young Classics that she was in. Um, and I I was a fan of her work on the indies. Uh, over here, now that she's aligned herself with Deanna Perrazzo as kind of a, of a heel little team here, I just right. I just like the, uh, I like the look. I like what both of them are be able to put together. My favorite... Deanna Perrazzo fan. What's that? I think you're just Deanna Perrazzo fan, which I don't blame you for. She's great. No, I, I'm a fan of both of them, but my favorite over here is Jordan Grace. Um, 
I was I became a fan of her on the indies. I'm glad she was able to get to a uh, quote unquote big promotion and she was able to to hold the knockout strap before she just lost it to Deanna Perrazzo. Right. Um, I think she is a star in the making. And at some point, either WWE or AEW needs to knock on her door and pay her the bucks to get her under their umbrella. And I, 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 I'm almost certain it will happen. Um, but they, she, she's got all the good. She's fantastic in the ring. She's a powerhouse. Um, and, and I just, I just like her. I really enjoy her work. Um, but Rosemary's not, not Rosemary's not terrible either. This Sun Young character, uh, is, is phenomenal as well. Right. Uh, for a while, she was also portraying um, this girl, Susie. So think of it as, I guess, think of it as, I don't know if you remember Abyss from Old School Impact. Of course. And they did, and they did yeah. Joseph Park. Okay. Right. Similar to that. Who are Soon Young looks kind of like the 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 girl from the ring or whatever with the hair right. in front of her face and whatnot. And then Susie's just kind of this normal looking person. And they actually recently just did a thing where Susie well, came out and was talking to Deanna Perrazzo and uh Kimberly in the ring. And she was they were saying, uh you know, Susie was saying you made her mad and now she's coming. And Soon Young came out, which was weird because they're supposed to be the same person. Right. But they were both standing on the apron next to each or standing on the ramp next to each other. And Soon Young goes in the ring and cleans house and whatnot. Uh it's almost like a but I like the kind of gimmick, right? Uh okay, that's a good way to put it too. That's a good way to put it too. Um but done I can't a little bit better, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I know much about Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. They seem to be a team. Um, they look good in the ring, um, but I can't say I know too much about them. Uh Havoc's a, is a is a big sum of a mama. Um, mm-hmm. but also a good worker in the ring. Um, can't say I know much about Nevea though. But um I, I think the he- you know, the I guess different. where. I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I guess where I was going with this was, you know, it, it it was my first time watching Impact, and a couple days before, I kind of stumbled into a Ring of Honor episode, and my thoughts were this: right, is I think. AEW so head and shoulders above all these other secondary promotions, right? Where AEW's production quality, the clear two. If there was ever a promotion that was gonna challenge WWE, like this is we're we're living it right now. And I I know I 
bash Tony Khan a little bit about his booking of the women's division, which, you know, I think is justifiably deserved. But I do want to say that he has put together a promotion that could challenge what's going on. You know, we talked about this off air, man. It's just like Raw and SmackDown is... You can't watch it. It sucks. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's a hard watch. Um, like, it's a I hard mean, watch. SmackDown's a little bit easier to watch because you know the one thing WWE is going for it right now is that they finally decided to book Roman Reigns correctly after ten <laughs> years, right? I don't. Okay, correct. Correctly is probably a strong word. But what do you mean? It, it's probably a strong word. I don't want to say they were booking him incorrectly, but finally turning him heel, giving him the, I wanted to say giving him the reins, but I don't want to do that. Giving him the ball and letting him do this uh, tribal chief uh, thing. I mean, he's hit it out of the park. And he's got the backing of Paul Heyman behind him. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to to have a misstep when you got the backing of Paul Heyman behind you. I agree. Um, but there's, it, I, it, I'll admit it is it is hard. It is a hard watch every Monday and every Friday when outside of the tribal chief stuff, you kind of run into some. Of the just the same old, same old. And that's not what I want. That's not what you want. That's probably not what the listeners of the Triple R podcast want. Um, they do want new and different. And or maybe not even new, but they do want different. And they do want uh don't want to be force fed the same stuff over and over again. Well, and that's between what happened on Mondays and Fridays. Between you, Chris, and I, I was the one that was watching Raw and SmackDown every week. This is true. <laughs> and I can tell you from experience, it's not good. Like, it, yeah, you know, and we had this conversation before we went on air tonight was. About two to three weeks ago, I stopped watching Raw and SmackDown. I just stopped. I I don't enjoy it. It's not a fun part of my week. But NXT and AEW, I record and make sure I watch every week. And not to say that they're not without criticism because both those programs are, of course. You can always find you can always find a criticism with with anything. It, it's just it's just nature that that's the case. But there's going to be parts of stuff that you're that you're not going to enjoy. But I, or, right? But for the most part, I enjoy what I'm watching on those two yeah. programs. You know, yeah. and uh, raw raw is awful. Like I I don't think there is anything even remotely good about it anymore. Like I I I, I think they've booked it into oblivion. Like it just like most of it doesn't make any sense. They're, you know, they're trying to fill three hours and, you know, you have like a match that doesn't make any sense. 
and then you have 45 minutes of commentators talking about a match that doesn't make any sense. And then before you know it, three hours have gone by and nothing happened. I think the 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 three hours thing, and it's I there's no way you're gonna go back now and and go back down to two hours. It's not gonna happen. They're they're hard, they're locked into three hours. Right. Um but three hours makes it such a tough watch to it does. get it to really does. <laughs> to get to the, the climax of everything. Uh I don't know. There's just a, there's there's too many spots in there where you just kind of want to you want to want to fast forward or you kind of want to oh this doesn't interest me. Oh, we're seeing this match again for the the umpteenth time or right. You know, it just it gets a little old hat. It's definitely old hat at times. So, I I did want to talk about something. Um I know you're not a big have you ever watched an episode of AW Dark? Uh, a whole episode, probably at first, but after that, it's kind of been spotty. But you know, okay, we can we can work it out. So, I you know that it's it, it's my go to on a Tuesday. I will I'll put it mm-hmm. on like you know it's on YouTube, so I'll put it on my uh, laptop or you know stream it on my TV and just kind of like yep. you know go about my day. Um. But they have these two guys. They had these two guys on AW Dark for a few weeks now, and uh, it was Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Okay. And Max Caster has this kind of like John Cena gimmick, where he comes out, he like lays down a freestyle on the guy he's gonna face, and then he just like beats the tar out of him, right? And. Anthony Bowens, they call him the five tool player. Okay. So he doesn't he doesn't really talk much. He comes out. He, he he's actually very proficient in the ring. I think he's great. And a couple weeks ago, Tony Khan called Caster and Bowens into his office. Well, you know, similar to Vince McMahon back in the day. Yep. And the two of them were like they talked to each other and they said, oh, I have a meeting with Tony Khan. And he's like, oh, shoot, me too. And they like went in the meeting and Tony Khan's like, yeah, like I called you both here because uh, you're going to be my first like project. Like I, uh, I'm going to put you guys as a tag team. And they were, you know, pretty taken aback by it at first. And then he's like, I'm going to call you guys the acclaimed and you're going to be like my first like booked project mm-hmm. and i we're, we're going on like four to five weeks now of the acclaimed and they're probably my favorite tag team in the business right now like i love that i love the acclaimed and they just started like a little rival rivalry with the bucks a little bit mm-hmm. and they're working their way up to like you know, they've won every match on Darks. They've been together, right? Okay. And they they started like their little rivalry on Dynamite last week, and they're just so good, man. Like like they are. Like they, it's Tony Khan nailed it. Like he got two guys that like 
were I don't want to say very different, but different enough where you have your mouthpiece and you have your your kind of brawler and you put them together and it just it worked, man. And uh yeah, I don't know. I just I, so I like I, where they're building it, I guess. I um so something I noticed on on social media, mm. another another show that that doesn't get enough credit, and I would love to be able to squeeze this show into my weekly watching is Two Hundred Five Live. Mm. Um, ever since they created Two Hundred Five Live, or you know, after the Cruiserweight Classic, sure, they've just done phenomenal work on there from the Enzo as the cruiserweight champion stuff to the Enzo's stuff where no not even close um to the stuff with um I want to call him I want to call him Spud but his name's not Spud um Jeez, what the heck is his name? Not Rockstar Spud. That's not his name. It is... He was the GM of 205 Live. He's on NXT teaming with... um, William Regal. No, not William Regal, but he's English. Teddy Long. No, English. Teddy Long speaks English. What are you talking about? Oh, not no, no, no. English, like British English. Oh, Pete Dunn. Smaller. Oof. Uh, Frodo. He's probably about the same size as Frodo. Oh God! Now I got to effort stuff. This the Ring. Big. Not the Ring. What is his name? Samwise Gamgee. That's who is that? It's all Lord of the Rings stuff. Uh, I didn't watch that. Mary Poppin, not Mary Poppin, Matt Hardy, not Matt Hardy. He's in, he's in NXT. Uh, Uh, Drake Maverick, yes, God bless. Drake Maverick was the GM of 205 Live for a stretch. His stuff on there was fantastic as well. And now... Drake Maverick's great. Yes. So now, every time on social, usually after... Because 205 Live comes on after NXT. Sure. I see these a promo from this team called uh, EverRise. Oh, dude, Everrise is the worst. I hate Everrise. Okay, no, 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 hear me out here. Hear me out here. Okay. I, I haven't seen much of them in the ring. Like I said, I need to watch 205 Live more. So there's I spot, can. There's spot monkeys, but continue. Oh, whoa, hang on a second. Hang on a second. You being as much of an AEW fan as you are cannot call anybody else a spot monkey. Because you were staring at the spot monkeys over there in the box. 
So I have a good story about that, but continue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Go right ahead. So, um, you know that Brandon Cutler is on the AW roster, right? Yes. Like childhood friend of the Young Bucks. He's the one that directs like uh, being the elite whole nine yards. Sure. And Frankie Kazarian is on being the elite like all the time. Mm-hmm. And a running joke on being the elite is Frankie Kazarian needs to go to anger management because he's just super angry and just a dick all the time. Right. Okay. Okay. So they had this spot a couple weeks ago where Brandon Cutler was in the bathroom with his like phone and he had like the the flashlight app on. He's looking mm-hmm. around the bathroom, right? And so Frankie Gazarian walks in, he says, What are you doing? And Brandon Cutler goes, I'm looking for monkeys. He's like, What? What what? He's like, You're you're in a bathroom in Jacksonville. What kind of monkeys are you looking for he's like i'm looking for spot monkeys (laughs) (laughs) so you know for 10 minutes frankie's there and calls him a mark and you know whole nine yards but it was actually pretty good (laughs) so so with ever rise i haven't really seen if i haven't really seen what they've done in the ring like I said, I need to make a point to at least try to watch 205 Live. But they always seem to do a promo that gets put on the social after after the fact. And I always find myself watching it because I just think they're entertaining. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. I Like I said, I haven't. I may have seen a clip of them wrestle, but I haven't seen a whole match. I don't know who the guys are. I can't tell you their names. Um, but for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. something about their promo that they do, and this is every week, and it's always uploaded on social. Something about them draws me in, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm invested in what they have to say. So they're doing something right, I think. Uh, I, oof. I don't know if I can no? disagree more. I ever is awful. <laughs> Have you actually seen them wrestle? Yes, many times. It's not good. And they're that bad? They're not they're not good. No. Uh, okay. Not okay. that NXT. So NX well, it's not just NXT, it's WWE's tag team division is god awful to be in. Oh, actually, let's let's pivot for a second. Okay. Because I think we give a lot of props to WWE's women's division, right? Yes, we do. Their women's tag team division is atrocious. Oh, and they, they've all—they've done it to themselves, honestly. So it's not great. Um, and the it seems like the teams that they actually had. Sasha and Bailey, uh-huh. um, the Iconics, favorite tag team of all time. They seem to they seem to break them up. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Now, 
And now they their their champions are a team that was thrown together, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia. Who is there left to face them? Which Other is team like my, my least favorite tag team of all time. I I don't like Nia Jax. I cannot stand Shayna Baszler. I like it. Ugh, boils my blood I, every time they get I on TV. I don't have as much of an issue with Nia Jax as other people do. Um, I like Shayna Baszler. I, I like her, her whole, her whole style. I like, you know, it's, um, it's, it's something different and she's believable and it's, uh, I mean, she can't talk on the mic. No, not but, at all. But I think that her in-ring stuff is is, is good and it's solid and it's uh, it's her own thing. It's not like a carbon copy of somebody else. Hey, um, here's my issue: okay. is I I would rather see the iconics with the the belts. Personally, oh, I'd rather see Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with the belts. I don't know why Agreed. they broke them up. I would rather well, see so- the Riot Squad with the belts. Agreed. But though they, they didn't, I don't know, they did, ugh, slow down. Whew. Sonya had the issue with the intruder in her house, and she left to go take care of that. That's fine. Uh, okay. No, yeah, but that's that's basically why they, they broke them up. And I'm sure right. if, if Sonya does decide to Wait. come back, then they'll come right back to it. I'd actually um, even rather see Mandy and Dana with the belts, even though I, I, I am not a Dana Mandy Brooke fan. And Dana Brooke? Oh, okay. I, I okay. do not like Dana Brooke at all. <laughs> I, I actually, I love like Mandy Rose is one of my favorites. I, I think the world of Mandy Rose. I, I don't like mm-hmm. Dana Brooke. I don't know why. I just, it, she just doesn't do it for me. Um, I honestly think one of the biggest travesties in wrestling today is the fact that they broke up Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Yeah, I I think that one's going to hurt for for quite some time. Um, I don't know what they were necessarily thinking about that. Well, here, here's my thing: it's like what what was the point? Yeah, that's what I mean. They I don't, they put, I don't they put Peyton they Royce with Lacey Evans. They put Billy Kay with. Um, dude, that's the problem. Is like the person they put her with is so forgettable. I can't even remember her name. Um, <laughs> they so they no Billy. So Billy Kay's by herself for now, and she's actually going to be getting a partner to face off against the Riot Squad. I think Monday, unless that's the Monday that already happened. So here, here's Monday. another here's another Monday. thing. Is like Friday. what Friday. what are you? What are you doing with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot? Like, it, oh, it's so infuriating. I, <laughs> I listen. I I get it. I share your your frustration. Uh, There's I, such I, a I, wealth I, of talent yeah. there. That's yeah. the problem. Is if I, it if it was me personally, this is how I would book it, right? 
I like Sasha Banks as the SmackDown Women's Champion. I like Asuka as the Raw Women's Champion. I also feel like neither one of them have anyone that is a credible threat to them right now. Mm-hmm. I think Bailey is a great threat to Sasha, but they've moved Bailey into fucking obscurity. <clears throat> and Asuka has nobody. Asuka has so little challengers that they moved her into the tag team title picture, which makes no sense. <laughs> it, it's I, just what what it what what are they doing? Like honestly, you, what are they what what are they doing? Are they just like are, bide, are they biding time till Becky Lynch comes back and then they can just like you're like, oh, Becky Lynch is back, and we, we love Becky, so, you know, we'll just push her to the moon. Like, okay, that's great. I love Becky Lynch as much as the next person. But it, it, <laughs> none of this make like, no, nothing that WWE is doing makes any sense. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I, I, you know, like, I would much rather be a fan of WWE than AEW. I would. It makes more sense. Like, they are the established brand. They have all my favorite wrestlers of all time under their umbrella. But they they make these decisions that are just so asinine that it makes it hard for... it, it, It makes it so hard to, like, care about anything that's going on there yeah no i i i don't have an answer for it i don't like Sami Zayn's the intercontinental champion right love yeah so do i el generico (laughs) yes he's he's great but i mean they've buried the intercontinental title so far that it means nothing They've buried the U.S. title so far down; it means nothing. Mm-hmm. They've they've made Drew McIntyre the champion, and they've only given him the belt so they could have a reasonable feud with Roman Reigns. Yep. The only title that means anything right now in the entire WWE stratosphere is the SmackDown Championship, or you know. Whatever you want to call it, the Roman Reigns title. The Roman Reigns title. Everything else is inconsequential, and it, it just makes it so it, it makes it so hard to watch anything that they're doing right now. You know, and, and you guys know this. Like, I love AEW. I'm not a giant Young Bucks fan. Like, I I respect mm-hmm. what they do. You know, I know mm-hmm. they're supremely talented. As far as tag teams go, they're not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But they beat FTR, who I consider a top tier, if not the top tier tag team in the business. Easily. I love Jurassic Express. I think it's goofy, but I think what they do is awesome. No, they're like, they're a good team. They're a very good team. They have been a good team since day one of of AEW. You know, I just think like 
all the belts in AEW hold more weight than they do in WWE. And you might be right. And I think that's why the promotion is pulling people from that side. You know, and like, I know I ripped Tony Khan a little bit about how he's booking the women's vision, but I can't Mm -hmm. discredit the fact that he's put on a show that is not quite top tier, but close enough where like if you're scrolling channels and you happen to come upon dynamite, it doesn't look that much different than WWE. Yeah. Whereas if if you happen upon like impact or ring of honor, like you're like, okay, this is not, this is not, to the same quality, you know? Mm-hmm. And AEW is also home my favorite wrestler, which is Hangman Adam Page. I can't. I love Adam Page. He's my favorite. He's, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Adam Page. I thought from Jump Street, when it was him and Jericho for the title, that he was just going to be the made man and... Um, get the title right then and there. But I got, like, once they went through with it and put the title on Jericho, him being the first champion and Moxie coming out, that right. whole, it, the whole thing made sense. And it was the right thing to do. It was the better thing to do to put the championship on somebody as established as Jericho. And then the big reveal of Moxley coming out, which was, Probably the worst kept secret in all the business at that time. Right. Like we knew, we knew as soon as he wasn't going to re-sign with WWE that the place he was going to go was AEW. The stuff where he did where he went to Japan initially was the surprise and it was a well-received surprise. I I thought he did well over there. And we'll see what he does coming up on, uh, on January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, this, this he's is gonna where... go there. Um, but I, I, I think they have big things in line for, uh, for Adam Page. This, uh, this is where I think it's going, and you know, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but mm-hmm. I think what AEW is doing right now is they're giving the belts to the star power. So mm. you look at your three champions as of right now, it's John Moxley, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. Those are arguably th- three of the biggest names in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. I hope like that they're building to a Adam Page, Kenny Omega whether it's full gear or revolution or whatever that Adam page takes the belt from Kenny Omega at some point. And conversely, I think that I I hope that sets up an Adam page versus MJF feud that goes into five, 10 years from now that gives you like the rock stone cold kind of feud where you have two giant names in your company battling it out for the championship for years to come. 
which is why I kind of think that they put Kenny and Adam together, and I think they're kind of putting Chris and Max together. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know if that's going to necessarily be what happens, but, you know, that's kind of what I hope what happens. Because they've already pushed Darby, right? Yep. And it was it was Cody's belt to lose, and he was the one that decided it was the right time to drop it to young up-and-comer. And I think that's eventually what's going to end up happening with the, the world championships. It's going to be Adam Page and Maxwell that kind of go after it for a while. Mm-hmm. At least I hope, anyway. Fingers crossed. Right. So, I think that's, I think we can cut it right there, Pilch. We um, we didn't think it was possible. We didn't know how we were going to get there. But as, uh, as some people say in the business, we called it in the ring and got through this hour and change and uh, talked about a lot of stuff. Gave you guys an episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and we will, uh, hopefully as long as life doesn't get in the way again, be back to regularly scheduled, uh, programming come, uh, next week. Um, I'm not sure what we are going to watch next week, but we'll talk about it off air and we will, uh, figure out what direction we're going to go in. Um, there's so many, so many options that we can watch. For sure. And if uh, anyone in the audience would like to hear a similar episode like this with Chris involved, I mean, we could definitely do it again as well. Of course. I'm, I'm sure we'd we'd be uh, it, we'd be in line or in we'd be OK with running something like this similar, just kind of uh, shooting a breeze, if you will. Um, Let's let me get to the particulars, the plugs, if you will. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Triple R Pod. We are at uh, the website, triplerpodcast.com. Email the real triple R podcast at gmail.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcast Attic, RSS code. If you want to get real nitty gritty. Uh, give us those five star reviews. Give us those subscriptions. Um, contact us, good, bad, indifferent. Uh, always uh, willing to listen to some feedback from our our faithful and loyal listeners. Um, and uh, and thank you for listening. We are knee deep in this. This is what episode nine now, right, Pilch? I think so. I would also be really upset if someone sent us an indifferent email. Um, to be if honest. it's con- if it's constructive, I'll take it. If it's just uh, if it's just the whole email that just says meh, then okay, I'd be I'd feel some kind of way. What if we got an but email that it, just said like the podcast is okay with a period? And I'd be like, what do we do with this? So then I. So then, so yeah, so if that was the case, then I would want to know more. Why is it just okay? What can we do differently to sway you 
to bring that up from an okay to a a good or a very good. Right. Uh, give hey, us the feedback, Warren. Before we go, um, yeah. I did want to throw the line out to our uh, field correspondent. Oh yes, we we, we haven't heard from him yet today. Jibber jabbering. We should probably throw it out to our field correspondent. So uh, just to see what Iron, he thinks about the show. So Iron Sheik uh, is always one to never hold his tongue. He's he's a straight shooter. He uh, will give it to. He'll let us know what he's truly feeling deep on the inside. And uh, he never holds back. He always gives it gives it to us straight. So let's throw it down to him. Iron Sheik, what did you think of our uh, Falls Count Anywhere episode here with me and uh, Justin Pilcher? Russia! You know, you made some salient points there, Sheik. Made some salient points. Sheesh, my feelings are hurt now. I, you know, he's got to give it to us straight. He's got to give it to us straight. He always does. He always does. Uh, So thank you for joining me, Pilch, today. I really appreciate it. Of course, anytime. You are uh, slowly becoming the... If I do say so myself. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> no problem. We'll see you guys on Wednesday uh, with another pre-show. Uh, another pre-show for you for the Triple R podcast. Uh, so enjoy. <laughs>